Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be sitting down to record a episode with you today. Here in North Carolina, it is already feeling like spring, which is unbelievably uh, positive. I have heard it referred to though as the full spring and that there will be a second winter to follow. So maybe it's not fully here yet, but it certainly feels like it. We've had warmth and sunshine and I've even seen a mosquito. So I'm not sure what that's all about in February, but the energy of spring and I'm here for it. Very excited to be welcoming that in here sooner than later. I don't know about you, but life has felt particularly fast paced and full, exciting things going on, you know, everyday challenges to figure out, feeling into all of it. Today, we are going to be talking about energy. We talk about energy a lot around here. And the topic that I have for you today is one that I find to be the most, one of the most impactful resources that I rely on to come back into alignment with myself and to deepen my understanding of others. And that is human design. So human design is about energy. It is about our auric field, our auras. And we're going to talk about that and what that means here in a minute. But it's everything is energy, even people. People are energy. And when we're looking at feeling good in our life, a lot of that has to do with the right balance of alignment. Everything to do with trusting ourselves, excuse me, and our higher self and not chasing after our desires from a place of lack, meaning that what I desire is quote unquote outside of me or over there somewhere where it feels very separate. And it's also a misconception that to attract what we desire into alignment, it's about taking a ton of action, okay? It's not so much about that either, although action coupled with right thinking and believing absolutely is necessary, but it's not the entire picture, So what we need to shift our focus into is actually more about deconditioning and unraveling what you are not. So consciously choosing our thoughts, noticing our feelings and emotions as our reality is based on our beliefs and our conditioning. That's where our beliefs come from, most of them. And what I love about human design, it is an experiment in awareness of our conditioning. It can be really thought of as a experiment to get a more desirable result, 
more of you fully coming online and in a way that feels super authentic to you doesn't feel like you're chasing something outside of yourself it actually feels very much like you are seated rooted into who you are so I think of human design as our language of our aura and it is a actual blueprint blueprint of our innate essence what I mean by that is human design produces a chart and that chart tells us layers and layers of information about our truest self and nature. It helps us to see where we have these blind spots of conditioning. And it, it, it's often referred to as an experiment because it is an experiment to release what we are not, to play with that. It helps us to give more desired results that are uniquely aligned for us personally. So it's not so much about looking around at what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is um, getting results with. It's more about turning the focus inward and looking within ourselves, looking within this guide of a blueprint to see what is ours and what we are conditioned to think is ours and act from in that place. I've talked about before that we're moving away from that old school homogenized approach. It's fading. That, that one size fits all model is really fading. You see it everywhere. And what we are transitioning into more and more in the years to come is an age of celebrating our individual of realigning and recognizing our own inner truth, our power, our individuality, and how we can support that within each other. So when you want to get involved in looking at human design and learning about it, or you're just curious, the very first thing you're probably going to do is go online, and I will include a link in the show notes to pull what's called your human design chart, or it's also known as your body graph. And that will produce what looks like a, basically like a report, if you will, that visually shows you, visually shows you how to optimize your energy and how to magnify your aura. So let's talk about what an aura is exactly. An aura is an is our energetic body and field, and it extends from our physical body quite a large distance. I think I have read anywhere from like six to 13 feet or something like that. It can be felt. It powerfully communicates. Auric language, as you, as you can imagine it, is if you walk into a room, you can feel other people's energy. You also are emitting energy. So it goes beyond a deeper layer than just like, you know, we have our, our um, you know, oral language, what we say, and then, you know, everybody's like, oh, but body language speaks so much more than just the words that you're saying. And I would say, in addition to that, your auric language 
is very telling. It speaks a lot about who you are. So what's exciting is we're moving into this time of more recognition around the power of energy and the more recognition of how powerfully we communicate with our energy. So you'll want to probably go online if you're curious at this topic, or maybe you've already looked and pull your chart. It's probably going to seem um, pretty overwhelming in a way because there's a lot of detailed information. There's a tremendous amount of depth in that chart. And that's where it is helpful to get in touch with somebody like myself that can read the language of human design, that can look at that chart and interpret it for you. However, you can do some self-study. And the intention of the rest of this podcast is to go through very high-level beginner human design 101 with you so that you can maybe start to um, get curious about yourself in this way or go a little deeper in your understanding. So there are elements of the human design chart and they are, like I said, very layered. The very first and most Uh, commonly talked about part of a human design chart is your aura type. There are five aura types and we will go through each of them and be able to, I will walk you through what those are, a little bit about them. So you have some context here. Other elements of your human design chart in addition to your aura type or your human design type is your strategy for that type. Each type has a strategy that helps them navigate life with more ease. <clears throat> the other aspects would be your authority. This is, has to do with how you make decisions optimally, how you can use part of your body graph not so much your mental thinking. We always think, oh, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to make a decision from my mind. This is about bringing awareness into a specific authority for you that is like an internal compass. It'll help you make decisions, help you make correct decisions for you, for your alignment. There's also uh, aspects called definition, which has to do with the rate in which you process information and connect with people. Profile lines are a part of our chart. This is a very interesting one. I love to talk about profile lines. It has to do with our personality archetypes. There's 12 different ones. And then there's also indication called not self. And that has to do with each human design chart, type has a predominant emotion that they will experience when they are out of alignment. For example, my human design type is projector and my not self emotion is bitterness. So I know that when I'm feeling bitter, it is time to take a step back and take a look at what is going on. What is the cause of that bitterness and how to shift that, how to shift out of that that potentially predominant feeling, hopefully not though. One of the most fascinating parts of human design, and this is an overlay on my background in studying 
uh, soul purpose, dharma, and that has to do with the incarnation cross. Incarnation cross has to do with our life path and purpose, the energy of who you are here to be. So there's obviously a oceanic amount of information, but I would start because it is good to have guidance when you're looking at this. I would start everybody with understanding their type, their strategy, and how they, in terms of how they can um, create ease in their life by using that strategy and their authority, getting in touch with how they make decisions optimally. All right, so we're going to jump in and go through the five energy types. Now, this is a pretty high level conversation. I'm not going to go super deep, although I love to go deep, which is why, again, if you are wanting to know more, I have something to share with you at the end and how I can be available to help you to go deeper. So stay tuned for that part, but let's get into the five types. The first type we're going to talk about is the generator type. And that is about 37% of the population will have a generator or a type, human design type. The description of a generator's aura is open and enveloping. Generators are designed to be receptive, open, and it's important for them to be They are naturally magnetic, and it's important for them to be in alignment with with using their discernment. People feel the generator's warmth. (laughs) They, They feel like they can ask you anything and get you involved in potentially asking you to take on too much. So the trick for our generators to be their most magnetic self is to not sacrifice yourself for others, and to use discernment. Now, if you're looking visually at the human design chart, the part that will make a distinction in terms of being a generator is there are shapes in throughout your chart. The very, very bottom shape, one above that, one above that is known as the sacral And the sacral part of the chart, if it is colored in, that means that you have a defined sacral that makes up the generators and the manifesting generators. So the manifesting generators are a slightly different distinction from pure generators. Manifesting generators are about 33% of the population. And what these two types have in common is they do have that sacral defined And what that means is that they have a consistent battery. They have access to a powerful life force. It is a motor that is a battery for you and others to feel energized by. So the manifesting generators are going to be a bit of a hybrid between the pure generators and then another type which are pure manifestors so the manifesting generator aura is also open and enveloping 
they have a certain flavor of being activating as well or impactful. Manifesting generators, they can feel a little bit of a wild card vibe with manifesting generators, like anything is possible. They are similar to the generators, but they have a tendency to be very multi-passionate, designed to go fast. With our manifesting generators, they can almost get too ahead of themselves and skip steps. And then sometimes they have to slow down and come back and redo potential oversights with manifesting generators. Instead of getting ahead of yourself and not paying attention, it's important to respond to what is in front of you. The trick for them is to slow down. That will help them be even more magnetic. Also, similar to the generators, people do feel your potential. They feel it potently and they may want to invite you into things, call you into things, and it's up to you to use your discernment to not take on too much or take on things that do not genuinely light you up, light that sacral up. That sacral is, it's like a powerful magnet, depending on, again, what your authority is. If you have a sacral authority, which is one of the authority types that helps you to make decisions, it's important to feel lit up when you say yes to things. We're going to talk next about projector types. And projectors are 20% of the population. Their auras are penetrating and focused. Projectors can be intense. They are designed to see others. They have a harder time seeing themselves. And they are here to be orchestrators of efficiency They're very specialized in systems, what makes people special, and what's different about the next three types, including the projectors, is that they do not have a sacral battery. They're wired a little differently when it comes to their energetic reserves. So the projector types, they're not here to do all the doing their, their contributions are more about what they are seeing. They are visionary helpers, guides. Their aura is designed to actually reach into another. <laughs> so depending on environment or other people that are in your field, etc., projectors can not have access to consistent flow of energy for work and creating and doing. It is important that our projectors are able to take rest. They are able to come back into their own auric field. And with projectors, sometimes what happens is that they are penetrating and intense, that there is not space in others for their wisdom or their insights to land and so pulling for projectors the trick is pulling back and understanding the nuances of when there is space for you to offer your wisdom or else 
you may feel bitter, you may feel rejected, you may not be able to feel seen or recognized, and all that's very important for our projectors. The next type is manifestors. Manifestors are 9% of the population. Their aura is closed and activating. Now, we'll talk about closed. It's not necessarily a negative thing at all. They're here to initiate, to get the ball rolling. Their aura is very activating. It's very amplifying. And their energy, because of that, can feel a little repelling. They're change makers. Not everybody is wanting that or open to that. So for our manifestors, they need freedom. They need freedom to act upon what happens naturally within their field, which is urges. When they get urges, they are potent and they need to be able to act on those and to feel free to act on those and to be able to do what they want. As you can imagine, our manifestors can be some of the most conditioned types because they're the people that dance to their own beat. They take action, they go, and they can have this tendency to either be super conditioned to be people-pleasing or be so rebellious on the opposite end of the spectrum. What's helpful for our manifestors to work on informing others. It will help their life to be more in ease and flow. And they are also non-sacral, meaning they don't have that sacral battery. And so they too have cycles of rest that are very much a part of their design. And that they, the more that they can honor those rest and urge cycles, the more aligned the manifestors will be. The last type are our reflectors, and reflectors are the rarest type. They're about 1% of the population. Their aura is sampling. It's empathic, and it also is very beautifully designed to be a bit resistant. Why would that be? Because if you're so open So if you look at a reflector chart, they literally have no shapes, no centers. There's nine of them. So we talked about the sacral, but there's actually eight more. None of them are colored in. None of them are defined. And that means that they are very open and super empaths a lot of times, meaning that they can absorb too much. So that resistant aura helps them helps them to regulate that so that they're not taking on everything. They're not taking on uh, others' energy. And and what happens in those open centers in the chart is that energy is actually amplified. Reflectors are mirrors back to community, back to others. And they, they are very sensitive and wise. They can be great chameleons. They are reflecting back what is out of alignment to others in their world and in the community. Super important for our reflectors to clear out, to ground, to release what potentially they have picked up in their field. 
well, from the field in their, in their being. So reflectors, um, as they are so influenced by their environment, they definitely need time um, to unwind, to release what is not theirs, maybe what they have you know, picked up that's flying out and around them. Very sensitive, very sensitive to their environments. That is a very brief overview of just the types. I envision breaking down our next episode into talking specifically about the strategy for each type and then getting into authority. I don't want to give too much information as one of the the things with human design is it, it I think it does better when it's given in bite-sized pieces. You have time to digest, to reflect, and to to kind of absorb it and and take it in incrementally as opposed to me just we're dumping so much on to one podcast. So what I wanted to announce to you is that I have opened up a few reading appointments. I am a human design reader. I do not do that all the time. Right now, I am opening up just a few slots and I will have a link below if you would like to go ahead and schedule that. And what that looks like for us is we connect over a Zoom call for an hour. I will have your chart pulled up on the screen share and we will talk about the, well, we can customize it to your experience level with human design. If you'd like to go deeper into things like incarnation cross or getting into more purpose and, and, um, fulfilling that stepping into more alignment with that. Or if you're brand new, we will get into the basics, the most fundamental parts that honestly, if that's all you ever discover about your human design chart, will take you far, will take you the distance. So I'm going to be sending out, yeah, I'll send out a link on that. There'll be a link below. And one of the most exciting things for me is to help people to realize what they are not. To, by realizing and unbecoming what we're not, we align with more of the abundance that's meant for us. When we are, instead of chasing our tails and looking at what everyone else is doing, we really turn that focus back into ourselves. And we look at, yeah, very clear indicators of what our gifts are and how our energy communicates and how we can align with that and through that unlock our highest potential. So we let go who we're not to welcome in more of what is meant for us. Let me know if you have questions on human design. If you have experience with human design, how long you've been experimenting with, tell me your type. If you know it in the comments on, on the post on social media, anywhere, I would love to hear it. This is one of the topics that I could literally talk about for hours and hours and hours. I'm so grateful you were here listening today and I hope that you are feeling good. I hope that you are just incrementally, just a little bit closer to feeling more balanced, more ease and feeling of course, good enough till next time. Sending you so much love. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post on social media, or leave a rating and review. It would mean the world to me. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at feelgoodwithrenee. Thanks again, and I will see you next time. Thank you.